This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today's Thursday, December 19th. It's just six more days to go out shopping to prove how much you love people. Nah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. Nah. Yeah. What, uh, uh, there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of news over the last week. Which you should know some of it. A lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, but before we get to that, what, what you, what's going on with you guys for the last week? Uh, well, I was working overtime this week and I decided I would take the time to watch what all the Christians were pissed off about on Netflix. Oh, the Brazilian yeah. gay Jesus? It was funny. Yeah. And it really, well, the most offensive thing in it was probably when the his partner was, I don't want to give away too much, uh, made up a song mm-hmm. about how great Jesus was, and God was, and mm. is like, he created the earth in seven days, and then he drowned them all. <laughs> he just kind of goes on. And at one point, he's like, he does all this stuff in the Bible, and we don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they're so fucking mad about all of that. Like, if you don't like it, don't, don't fucking, fucking watch, watch it. Yeah. Wait, what was this? What is this? It's a Brazilian, I can't, uh, it's a called The First Temptation of Christ. Oh, okay. It's a Brazilian movie done by a, a group of comedic actors in Brazil. Mm. Uh, where it's like the Monty Python troop of Brazil. Yeah. Okay. God comes home or Jesus comes home for his 30th birthday after spending 40 days contemplating the desert. And he has a boyfriend now mm-hmm. and he learns God is his dad. And it's, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but what I also learned was this isn't their first film on Netflix. Oh yeah. They put one out last year, uh, dealing with the last supper mm-hmm. and it's called the last hangover of Christ. <laughs> where they'd make fun of the hangover movies by having a big party and, you know, you turn everything into fucking wine. They're all getting shit-faced. They're just fucking shitting bread out of his ass to someone. Like, oh, you want more bread? You want more bread? You want more bread? I'll give you more bread. <laughs> it sounds pretty juvenile. Like, all of the mm-hmm. all of the reviews and articles I've read about it sound made it sound like it was a pretty juvenile show. And then when I realized that it was also going to be subtitles. and Yeah. And I was just like, oh, maybe I'll watch it if I have some time. Like, God keeps trying to fuck Mary the whole time, and he's like, just come back to me, come back to me, run away, run away, and come back with me. And <laughs> yeah, I read that, like, Joseph is a failed carpenter, yeah. like, he's just stupid. <laughs> Nothing works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at one point, someone is standing there at the Starbucks coffee cup, and they say, uh, uh, like, where'd you get that from? What is that? And she just goes, ah, producer left it here, and she walks off. <laughs> Little jab at Game yeah. of Thrones. Then the other one. Uh, when they're the wake, they wake up in the morning. They're all trying to find Jesus. When one guy's like, "Where is Jesus? Is is he in the bathroom?" Like, don't go in there. There's a tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> just like the Hangover movies. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant you took a big, really <laughs> nasty turd in there. But I thought it it was it was funny. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put out any spoilers, but well, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, I just I just don't have a whole lot of time 
for some things and I have to like the the limited amount of time that I have for watching TV and stuff. I usually have well, to agree with it's only about on what she wants. It's to only watch. about 45 minutes long. Both the, that both those movies are only 45 minutes long. Oh, OK. So it's not like a full hour and a half. It's like normal. It's like an hour long television yeah, show, basically, without much. commercials. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I'll give it a go. And I laughed. Well, it's kind of terrifying. I read a lot of quotes from uh, political leaders in Brazil, like the president of Brazil, Bolsonaro. How they want them like imprisoned and yeah. fucking hung yeah. or blasphemy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary. But that, what I thought was crazy is this isn't their first film delving into a, a blasphemous subject like that. And I'm like, they did mm. one before that was just as blasphemous. Well, it was just as blasphemous, but there was no gay. The difference was that aspect. he wasn't gay. Yeah, that's that's one step too many. And if they watched it, the it would make sense to them. Like, and and for Catholics, no less. Yeah. The 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 kings of boy fucking. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you? I got a couple of things. Um, I realized I missed a couple of things when I. When I was talking about our trip to England, oh yeah, Doctor Dan, yeah, um, he was actually he, a bad guy to hang out with. Yeah, he sucked. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he got us into a he got us into a club in downtown London um, on a Friday night, and we had a lot of fun in there, which was awesome because we would have never even known it was there, let alone been able to get into a club anywhere in downtown London. Mm. Um, and then he also took us to this really awesome Chinese restaurant, which was amazing. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure to get that on the air. Super good Chinese food in, in Jolly Old England. Yeah, I know. Wow. Seems weird, but hmm. the empire stole a lot. It's quite a diverse no. city. Yeah. So, um, but one thing that's been bothering me lately is, well, a couple of things politically, like the, the, sh- the Overton window shift that's happened and dr- and how it's drug along all these dragged along. I'm not sure. I think it's dragged. Yeah. yeah. Dragged along all these people, uh, that are normally kind of moderate to be bad to now, to now you hear them saying things like, it's just going to keep going from extreme to extreme. Every time we, no. who, who was yeah. the left extreme p- political president that we had last Obama, he was a political extremist. He was pretty central. He wasn't even a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was very centrist. Yeah, there were certainly some progressive values in a lot of the things he did, and and some very conservative ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, and he tried, tried, and tried, and tried to work with Republicans. Yeah, to not his only detriment. his detriment, but yeah. the detriment of the rest of the country as yeah. well. Who was hoping that he would come in with these sweeping progressive reforms and tried working with Republicans enough that it watered everything down and made it milk toasty and bullshit. He was being too nice. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, but Trump is genuinely an extreme. Oh, for sure. So we, we have extreme to moderate. We don't have extreme to extreme. So that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is the thing that I can't stand right now is that, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican, <laughs> but these fucking Democrats. <sighs> yeah. I don't have a dog in right, this fight. I'm right. just telling you, I'm just calling balls and strikes here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. calling it like I see it. Like Bill O'Reilly says, he's a registered independent. He's not, no. he's not biased. So sure. he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah uh uh-huh. H- How many Democrats have you voted for then? Yeah. That would be interesting to know. 
and uh-huh. and not just what he says, but like to have some way of verifying. Yeah, it would be zero. His actual votes. It'd be fucking zero zero. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a fucking turd and a tool. Yeah. I'm so glad that he's not on Fox anymore. They need to get rid of fucking Hannity. That guy, what a shit show. They need to get rid of that network. Hannity a propaganda and Ingram way. are at the top of my shit list right Carlson. now. Carlson, both just yeah, Carlson, Tucker. yeah, they're awful. They're ruining. They are ruining <laughs> our country. <laughs> I do not confirm much at all. And what about you? Uh, I went to a funeral. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty funerally. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of had a lot of funeral potatoes and ham. Typical Mormon funeral fare. Yum. And there were several different Jello dishes. What? There was a berry. There was a carrot. Jello dish with cottage cheese in it. What? Yeah, it's really? a, it's yeah. You guys, I'm sure you've had. Well, maybe not Ryan because he doesn't like food in general, and that sounds fucking disgusting. <laughs> and hasn't lived in Utah all of his life. Yeah, I mean Mormons make Jello salads out of all kinds of shit. There's the, uh, you know, the infamous trope of green jello and yeah, carrots but i know that one there was i think there was a lime jello with grapes in it okay okay it wasn't terrific as as tracy kept saying grapes don't hold up well in jello <laughs> they, they like they, they just dribbly, get kind of they just like get leathery kinda, no not leathery just oh. like slimy like they start to disintegrate a little bit oh like it's it's not like a the good juice is they're so grape. juicy they probably want to like the, yes yeah it's not yeah. it's not terrific and then the other one like I said was like a raspberry with cottage cheese now I would and, how does the yeah, cottage, cottage cheese, cheese even let the fucking Jello jellify you just don't add as much water and stuff actually my cottage really? cheese is really yeah. wet yeah 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 there's recipes all around for. Mm. Jello with cottage cheese, cheese and Jello, and it was not... actually it was actually a pretty good salad. How much did but you drink before you had it? My not not one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> uh, I didn't have anything to drink. I kept wishing that I had brought a flask. Uh, the bit it was kind of cool though. I just actually remembered um, during the funeral services, sitting in the chapel, um, I was in the front row as family members and i'm sitting in the front row tracy's brother gets up and gives his eulogy and you know remembrances of his grandfather and everything and there's songs interspersed and somebody read his obituary and then the bishop for the ward gets up and starts speaking and looks directly at me and says you know, sometimes I pitch in quite a bit here, but you guys seem to have everything handled. And he looks at me, and I know there are some of you who really want to get out of here pretty quick. <laughs> like, he must know me. He must know me somehow. Uh, your um, father probably told you about you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He might have seen me on the news. He might have seen debates. He, I mean, it, it could have been a million different things. Um, but, yeah, he looked directly at me. He's like, and I know some of you really want to get out of here in a hurry. And like the whole congregation kind of turned and looked at me and I just kind of nodded and smiled (laughs) and gave him a thumbs up. Like you got it, buddy. So that was kind of funny. And then like, I don't know, there's probably five or six different people, you know, after that, just as we're at the graveside, and then we went back to the church for the luncheon and all that kind of stuff, just come up and uh, coming up to me. Oh, that was pretty funny that the Bishop called you out like that. (laughs) Sure. It was great. Now it was, it was, 
it was fine. It was a funeral. Um, Tracy's grandparents were married for 64 years. It's a long time. It's a long fucking time. And Tracy got a text message from her grandmother the other day. Um, the, or not from her grandmother, but from her mother. Because her mother got over her bout of C. diff. Oh, nice. So she has fled our happy home back to <laughs> Tracy's grandmother's house where she's taking care of her. And sent Tracy a text message at like 10, 1030, just saying, you know, grandma tries to be strong and put on a brave face, but you know, it's really heartbreaking. I can hear her just sobbing in her bedroom. Oh. And I'm like, well, fuck, that's, that's kind of heartbreaking. Like yeah. 64 years together. And then he Nothing. dies and she's left alone and she needs a new bed really badly. They've had the same bed forever and ever, and it's wearing out and she doesn't want to get rid of the one they have now because it's where her husband laid yeah. with her for however many years and just cut it in half. Yeah. She's, she's having a hard time, which is understandable after 64 years. It was kind of cute, uh, during the, during the funeral, you know, during the viewing, she's sitting and standing next to the casket and, you know, people are offering their condolences and, you know, giving her hugs and uh, well wishes and all that kind of stuff. And just intermittently, she would turn to the coffin and speak in Danish. Oh, (laughs) you know, but I mean, I couldn't understand what she was saying, but almost everybody was brought to tears whenever she started speaking in Danish to him, because it was just because she's crying and you could tell she's just pouring out her heart to him. Yeah, it was it was rough. But hopefully that'll be the last funeral for a little while. Mike for the year for the year. I'm <laughs> really hoping this year has been a shit show. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather apparently is not doing well. They suspect that he's having just a series of mini strokes. Mm. And so they're looking to put him in hospice and he'll probably just stay there until he dies. And that will be another funeral that I'll get to go to. That's exciting. Haven't heard anything else from my father. Um, like I said, there's just been a shit ton of stuff in the news that we will get to. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody that I will be, that we won't be doing a show next week because of the holiday. And I will be releasing the audio of the call between myself and my father only for Patreon patrons and for people who have contributed directly to, or for people who have, no, and. And. <laughs> and for people who have contributed yeah. directly to Brandy and Sam's GoFundMe. Um, so if you are not a Patreon patron and are interested in hearing it, you can make a donation to Brandy's GoFundMe account. The link for that will be in the show notes for this episode. Uh, send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com with proof of your donation. And then I will send you a link to the audio. Other than that, we just have a ton of news to go through. Yeah. So we'll do that in just a minute. Okay. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Guys, let's not forget that Jesus was an immigrant from heaven. Oh boy. Yeah, and he had to go home too. And it was not a fun trip. Plus, it could not have been easy being a white guy in the Middle East. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that'll be picked up. It might be filtered out on the, on the noise gate. Welcome back, everybody. Um, of course, the biggest news of all 
over the past week is that Donald Trump has finally been impeached. Yes. We impeached the motherfucker already. And I'm pretty excited about that. I'd, I, I'd be more excited if we were able to remove him, but that's... I'm really hoping... I, I still think there's a chance. Um, nah. I mean, it, there's a chance... There's a chance... And I think it may be a better chance than the chance that he stood for winning office in the first place. Um, really? I, I'm, I'm being optimistic. Yeah, here. you are. I think the turtle-headed <laughs> fuck is going to block every chance of yeah, any more no, information coming no out. There's no way. Well, it, he may try to block it from coming out during the impeachment trial. Yes. But if... It's if it comes out, the news outlets are going to report it. People will start calling their Congress critters. And, and there is still the impeachment inquiry is still open. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, of course, they can take in more evidence yeah. as it comes in. I am holding out hope that people like Don McGahn, John Bolton uh, will testify. Maybe Lev Parnas uh, should be should be exciting times. If and when it gets to the Senate, um, before we get too much into the details of that, I wanted to, I mentioned to you guys before we started recording that I'm often disappointed in the level of ignorance and misinformation that a lot of people have about politics in general. And then about this specifically the impeachment process specifically because it's been talked about for so long. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how so many people can be ignorant of the process yeah. and what it means to be impeached for so, so many people. They have this belief that if you are impeached, you are removed from office. It's, Oh, the president was impeached. That means he's gone. Or that you have to commit an actual crime. Yeah. To be impeached. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I think more than that, I'm, I'm disturbed by how many people hold the former view that, yeah. that just if you're impeached, you're, you're done, you're, you're, you're out of office. office. And that seems doubly striking as, as something that's very sad to me when these people must not be aware that we've had two other presidents in our history who were impeached. And one that's. And Could have been remained, during their lifetime. And remained as president. Yeah. Like they were not removed from office. So that that's disappointing. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a few conversations with relatives over the holidays trying to explain these little little bits of things to them. And then just the comments that I've seen online from a lot of people yeah. have been. Well, it's kind of like you've heard of this system very called disappointing. checks and balances. Mm -hmm. So one party or one thing, once part of the house can't do everything on their own. It has to be done by multiple groups. So this is just the first process. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was set up as something that should be very difficult to do because yeah. it isn't something that we should be doing to any and every president who's ever held the office. There's a reason why in more than 230 years, this is only the third time it has yeah. ever happened. It should be four, but that coward left. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been four for sure. And I think Nixon would have been the first president removed. I'm hoping that Donald Trump is the first president to ever be removed from office. And I did see memes where people were putting Nixon's face on it, being like, join the club. It's like, Nixon actually wasn't. He, 
He quit. <laughs> yeah, he knew he, he that he was going, going to be to. voted out. So he didn't give them the chance. He didn't to do want that. to go through the in, the further indignity of actually being removed from the office. I remember in school, uh, looking back, I had a very clearly Republican history teacher at uh, one point who tried to convince the whole class that Nixon was a great guy who got railroaded, and he only resigned because he was that great a person oh because he didn't want the country to have to go through that disgrace of him doing illegal activities partisan exercise of you know ruining the office of the presidency and he respected the office of the presidency so much that he resigned rather than having the office of the presidency have to go through that indignity and it's like wait if he respected his office so much, he wouldn't have been a fucking criminal while yeah. he was in office. And if it was a partisan issue, he should have been able to get away with it. But since it turned into a nonpartisan issue with him, where a lot of Republicans were like, you know what? I can't defend this. Well, and they were right up until more yeah. evidence came out. And that's yeah. why I say I keep hoping there's more evidence that comes out. There's more witnesses that will come forward and and bear their testimony that, yeah. <laughs> that this impeachment is true. I swear, I, I swear these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I, I don't think it'll matter, even if it does happen. I even think a lot of people out. thought that about Nixon as well. But, I mean, uh, this president, he we have him on tape talking about sexually assaulting women. Yeah. And then you get Republicans going, ah, just a, that's just boys' locker room talk. Ah, it doesn't matter. He's a celebrity. He does that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, they didn't care. Well, and I think, it, I think a lot of it depends on how you frame the arguments. Um, which which is another thing that drove me mad throughout this whole process was Republicans, you know, saying that, oh, well, this process is just a sham. And, you know, this is this is just Democrats trying to trying to say that the president doing something that happens every single day is something bad. And, you know, making negotiations and trying to root out corruption is a bad thing. Somehow they're framing it as he, he was, was trying to yeah. protect the country, which is absolutely fucking false. Yeah, it's it's like you didn't release the aid until the whistleblower blew the whistle on this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the president of Ukraine was willing to come on CNN and say we are going to do an investigation, which is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. He still hasn't got his meeting with the fucking White House. But they did get the financial aid, which they was got the, the financial most important aid, thing, which was. Uh, and Trump is still fucking buddy buddy with Russia, the country they're fucking fighting. Yeah, and sending his personal attorney to Ukraine to investigate bogus Russian conspiracy theories. He's the president. I can't get over that the president of the United States is sending not even somebody in the administration, but his own personal attorney to another country to investigate fictional Russian conspiracy theories. That's how fucking stupid our president is. Well, when they kept saying... uh, it's either it's either that the Rep- the Democrats are keep smearing the president of Ukraine because they say he's lying and he's a coward and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, okay, but you're also saying you don't believe the fucking FBI. You don't believe your own fucking 
government intelligence groups that have already debunked this fucking stupid Ukraine conspiracy theory. Well, and what do they imagine the president of a country who is depending on uh, our it, help it, yeah. is going to say and do when he doesn't know who's going to be president next? When he doesn't know if Donald Trump is going to win re-election or not, and he's staring down the barrel of Russia's guns yeah. pointed at him and his countrymen with really the United States being the major force and help in keeping the Russians at bay. Yeah. What the fuck, what do Republicans think they would do in his shoes? Would they go out publicly and say, oh no, the current United States president is a fucking fraud who tried to get me to do these things. Yeah. Not knowing how much, how much of a chance there is of Donald Trump winning reelection and then not being willing to give any aid whatsoever. Yeah. The aid that our intelligence groups have already said, yes, we're good to go. Yeah. We can give them the money. And that's the other thing. I just forgot where I was going to go with it. Oh, they keep saying, well, it's the most corrupt country. Of course he wants to check into him. Well, now you're saying he's the most corrupt fucking country. Yeah. So you are also putting them down. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, and you're saying that it's the most corrupt country, but you did give them money anyway. Yeah. Like they can't, their, their own narrative doesn't even make any fucking sense when you examine it end to end. If you take it in little chunks, it's digestible. But if you put it all together, yeah. it's fucking absurd nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I said it a couple of weeks ago on here where it said, they said, well, Obama didn't help them out. Then you're like, well, they're the most corrupt country. We wanted to make sure we could get, we could handle hand them this money and they would do what we're, they're supposed to do with it. Okay. So you're saying they were the most, they used to be the most corrupt country under the other president and you're bashing Obama for not giving the most corrupt country fucking missiles and bombs, but you're praising Trump for making sure they're no longer corrupt. So you can give them missiles and bombs. Also, since which when, way do you want it? Since when have the Republicans been pro helping anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the fact that Obama didn't give them aid or whatever, shouldn't they be praising that? Yeah. I, I'm really surprised that Rand Paul, who, yeah. who is the one who, since he entered Congress, has been all about isolationism. Yeah. We need to, we need to, you know, stop giving money to other countries. We need to handle problems at, he at home here. Where the fuck is Rand Paul in any of this? Silent, because he's a fucking shithead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the whole the Republican narrative around this doesn't make sense at all unless you take it in little bites and don't Sound think about bites it for Fox News. Yeah, and people who are Trump supporters have a definite motivation to not investigate, to not look too closely. I liken it to religious fervor or people who yeah. who have a belief in 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 a god and they hear little bits and pieces that individually are cutesy, mm -hmm. they're nice little tropes, you know, God is great, God is love, you know, God never gives us more than we can handle. And they look at those little tiny things that affirm their belief, and they don't ever want to investigate anything negative that they hear about it, right? Or they'll, or they hear something negative about it and say, well, that's fake news, that's a lie, yeah. that's 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 untrue that's you can't or they'll just get really mad you can't say that that's blasphemous yeah they're doing the same fucking thing with with god trump our dear leader and it's it's just sad <laughs> and a little frightening that well, so many people are so easily duped 
Even when the one fucking Republican senator likened it to the fucking crucifixion of Christ. Oh no, the the Jesus saying that Pontius Pilate got a, gave Jesus a better deal than the Democrats are yeah. giving fucking Trump. Yeah, it was like I heard that, and like, my mind was like, wow, just. But then the next Democrat, they or between the things, he goes, "We gave Trump every opportunity to fucking show up here, mm-hmm. so don't fucking go all fucking holier than thou with your fucking biblical stories on this bullshit." Yeah. Yeah, one, I I read, uh, and I know I'm going to mess up some of the details, so this is just the main gist of it, everybody. But I read a uh, uh, conservative Republican religious leader's thoughts on this who said, you know, well, Pontius Pilate had Jesus whipped and tortured yeah. for days, had him dragged through the streets, had him put on a cross, had him stabbed in the side, wear a crown, uh, wear a crown of thorns, starved him. And ultimately killed him. And you're saying Donald Trump had an easier time. <laughs> Fuck you. Had a harder time. No. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that Jesus had an easier time than Donald Trump. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's maddening to hear some of the defenses from these boot licking assholes who know that what they're saying is wrong and or misleading but they do it anyway. It's for the party. It's, it's, yeah, it's nothing. They're, they're not standing up for the oath that they took when they were made Congress people. They're standing up for a president who has in ne- large part controls their political destiny. Yeah. Because if he six, his legions of adoring thronging fans on you, then you may be out of office. But you that's how far the pendulum has swung into fuckery though, right? That you're, that people are afraid to stand up and say and do the right thing yeah. because there is such a bastard in the white house that they are in fear of their political career for doing the right thing. That's how fucked up this and, administration is. And that's is. how fucked up Republicans are too. Yeah. That they're, that not a single one of them is willing to do the right thing. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. We're going to have to pull, find it at some point here during this and play it during intermission or something. But there's a segment on The Daily Show where he was just at a uh, Trump rally and he's asking him. Where who is he? Uh, the Daily Show, the correspondent guy that goes out in the field. I think it's from The Daily, just from Comedy Central. He's out there in the field asking the Democrats. Same guy. It always does it. And he's like, so uh, re- read uh, read the transcript, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Read the transcript. It's all there. Did you read the transcript? Well, no. <laughs> but dear leader has said that it's all fine and good, and so why would I have to? You even got one guy who's like, yeah, there's too many sheep out there. Just believe in shit. He goes, ah, so, so you read the transcript? He goes, well, no, I didn't read the transcript. Oh, so who do you believe? Well, there's other people that, that read it, and I believe what they said. So, you're be- so you don't want to be a sheep? So you read it, right? He's like, well, no, I didn't read it. <laughs> so you're just following somebody. Yeah. And he didn't get that what he was saying that he didn't want to be is exactly what he was. Oh, being. of course he didn't. Yeah. Of course he didn't understand that. But those are the people that follow Trump and they're fucking diehard. Well, it seems like they're incapable uh, of introspection or or any bit of self-examination or, to, for consistency. Yeah, yeah, they're like, I wear a giant R on my shirt, so I am the greatest thing out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So he's been impeached. Uh, right now, there's a bit of a standoff because 
Um, Speaker Pelosi has not sent over the articles of impeachment to the Senate to begin their process as far as the impeachment goes. And the reason she has not is, of course, because Mitch McConnell and a bunch of other Republicans have have basically said that they are going to do whatever they can to protect the president, yeah. which is not what they are supposed to do. They yeah. took an oath and, and are when they're sworn in as jurors for this, part of the oath is that they will be impartial. Yeah. Yeah. They're not supposed to take sides ahead of time. They're not, it's not supposed to be a predetermined thing. They're supposed to hear the body of evidence yeah. and vote according to their conscience and the evidence that's provided to them. Not, not working directly It doesn't matter with. what I see or hear in between then and now, I'm always going to support the president. I'm going to do everything that I can to protect him. That's not what their fucking job is. No. We have different branches of government for a fucking reason, a separation of powers for a reason, but Republicans have turned it into, they don't want a separation of powers. They want the president to be a monarch, a dictator, a king, a tyrant. Yes. Yeah. And they're all in for it as long as he's doing what they want him to do. And that's, I I mean, it seems like there's nothing we can do about that at this point either, because it's... I don't know. I don't know what process they can put into place to be like, hey, you're in contempt of court for working directly with the office that you are supposed to be impartial to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a possibility. I don't know. It's just been really fucky. I, I was also, <laughs> I, I haven't liked Tul- Tulsi Gabbard for quite a while now. Ever since she started, you know, her poll numbers weren't high enough. And so she started grousing and complaining about She's she's basically being Donald Trump. Oh, it's a rigged process. The Democrats just don't want me. So that's why my poll numbers aren't good. And they, you know, they set these arbitrary rules so that people like me can't have a voice on stage. Fuck you, Tulsi. You're a piece of fucking shit. She voted present for both articles of impeachment. Not a yes, not a no, not a no vote. She voted present so that on her congressional record, it will go down as, she was you know, there. how many votes did you skip? Oh, well, I didn't skip. The most important vote of my fucking lifetime, I voted present. <laughs> I but couldn't pick a side. I just don't know. But it's not that important. It's something that people always always well, point to. You know, how, how much work did you actually do in Congress? Were you only out campaigning? Were you just taking advantage of your position, doing, doing politicking and gland... Ha- gland- Jesus Christ, glad handing. Mm-hmm. Were you just bringing in donations to improve your own personal fortune and, and favor? Or were you actually doing the work of the American people? And so they'll often look at a voting record of somebody and say, well, on this issue, you voted this. And on this, you voted this. And you know, mm. on a bunch of issues here, you didn't vote at all because you, you weren't even, even doing work. Up. You weren't even there. What were you out doing? Were you out you know, with, with some lobbyist who's taking you on a political yeah. hunting junket or a golfing junket or, you know, you're not doing your actual job. So it is something that they'll look at. That's why she voted present versus not voting. Mm-hmm. So show that she was there. Yeah. But she basically did a non-vote. Right. And she's just such a fucking shithead about it too. Like, well, yeah, clearly Donald Trump has done some wrong things. But I don't like how this process went down. If he did wrong things and you acknowledge that it shouldn't fucking matter what the process was, are you going to say, well, it's clear because we have, you know, video evidence that this man raped and murdered this woman. But, you know, the police have had a grudge against him for a really long time. Fuck you. 
<laughs> that is the weakest fucking bullshit that I've heard in a long fucking time. And I hear a lot of bullshit. We look at a lot of bullshit. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. So Tulsi Gabbard's on a lot list. of bullshit. We do, oh. <laughs> we do speak a lot of bullshit. Um, on, on, so that's the current status of the impeachment. Nancy Pelosi has not sent them over. She wants to make sure she wants to get uh, a set of rules from the Senate on how they plan to conduct the impeachment hearing yeah. in the Senate and, and the trial in the Senate. And I think that's great. I think she should wait until she knows what the process is going to be. And she should continue demanding that it be a fair and impartial process. And that's, that's where I see her playing the political game right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a political game. My, my concern or worry or, or initial thought about it was that's great. She should absolutely do that. And then I thought, but what if McConnell just doesn't ever give that to her? Then that's where I'm saying she's playing the political game, being like, like "Hey, McConnell, 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 <laughs> Professor <laughs> McConnell." <McConnell-cle. laughs> uh, ref- she, I mean, if it comes to that point, I could see her using the talking point of the Republicans refused to conduct a fair and honest impeachment trial. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just wondering, like, how long will they wait? Because you know, Moscow Mitch doesn't really have a fire under his ass to get this over with as no. soon as possible necessarily. I mean, like he doesn't want to have a trial in the Senate. He wants to, he wants it to last one day, probably less than a day. So what, so what if he just is like, well, I'm not going to give you anything until yeah. you send mm. me the articles. Mm. Like I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm just not going to do that. So then don't send me the articles and then we won't ever have to worry about him being removed from office. Like it's, it's a standoff and I don't know how that will all shake out. You know, I, I I imagine that the Democrats will just continually carp on the fact that Republicans aren't willing to make this be a fair, open and honest process, that they are acting in purely partisan ways, that they want to try to protect the president, which isn't what they're supposed to be doing. And Democrats will have to just keep hammering that home and hammering that home. And I don't know how long that will that will run, but... But do you think it's she's, interesting brinksmanship? Do you think she's basically holding the grenade in her hand right now with the pin pulled and being like, well, uh, I might sacrifice myself. I think so. And then, and, and I, I think, I think possibly the only reason that, that McConnell will want to get it into the Senate is a fear of more damning evidence coming forward. You know, if yeah. if things like Trump's tax returns come out and we see that there's Which, clear the corruption as, and illegality as in as soon there, as that's even gonna get seen, I think I said it was March. That the the cases for Bolton, you know, that yeah. are in the courts that are winding their way through the courts to determine whether or not he can speak or you know, trying to get McGann to uh to compel him to come and speak as a witness that the longer this drags out, the more possibility there are of further crimes from the president yeah. emerging. And they are, they're also still trying, they're trying to get their hands on the, the, I guess, classified, uh, stuff from the Mueller probe that nobody's gotten to see yet. Oh yeah. As part of, I just read that the other day, and they're trying to get their hands on those because there might be more damning evidence for Trump inside of them and the confidential reports that Mueller had. Well, and we heard just before coming down to record that Adam Schiff has sent a letter to the vice president, yeah, Mike Pence. Which that is intriguing. That that the basic gist of it was that Pence wants to know, or that Schiff wants to know what Pence knew and when he knew it, and what he did as part of any of this. So, 
then Pence will probably just say, my wife won't let me go. There was a woman in the room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't do anything without mother there, so. And she had to get her nails did. Well, you know, Ryan, the really interesting thing about all of this, <laughs> as he squints with his wee beady eyes and tries to look very serious. I also do love how many people in Utah now hate Romney. They're all Romney, 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 Romney goes, I don't like Trump. Fuck Romney, fuck Romney, <laughs> fuck Romney. Fickle fucking Mormons, man. <laughs> We're not saying what we want you to say. Of course, they won't do that against their church leaders, which is no. another fucky story we might talk yeah. about. Um, while we're still on the topic of impeachment, before we go to anything else, I wanted to read this article yes. that I thought was super, super interesting. I was going to try to bring that up earlier, but I'm like, we're kind of on a roll right now, so I won't, <laughs> I won't try to sneak this in there right now. That face he's making. So this this just came out uh, today, uh, yes. a few hours before we started recording. It, it's from Christianity Today. For those of you who don't know, Christianity Today is it's a Christian is outlet. A, yeah, it's a it's a Christian news outlet <laughs> that was originally started by uh, evangelist uh, Billy Graham. Graham. Yeah, uh, this they posted this letter. Uh, it's a letter from their I think executive or senior editor. Was it? Yeah, because it was an editor editor in chief of Christianity Today. They posted this on their website. Headline says Trump should be removed from office. This is a Christian evangelical. Yeah web platform billy graham and magazine yeah started by billy graham uh the sub headline says it's time to say what we said 20 years ago when a president's character was revealed for what it was i want to say at the outset excuse me there's another burp coming that i <laughs> that i agree with a lot in this article and there's a lot that i disagree with and i think well, I, I don't know what their motivation. We can talk about well, it as we're reading. As far as through, go with the twenty years ago, or they're, they're basically talking about the infidelity of Clinton. They're talking about Bill Clinton, right? Uh, so, so the the article says in our founding documents, Billy Graham. When I first read that, I was thinking they're going to talk about the Constitution. No, they're talking about <laughs> Billy Graham. In our founding document, in our founding documents, Billy Graham explains that Christianity Today will help evangelical Christians interpret the news in a manner that reflects their faith. The impeachment of Donald Trump is a significant event in the history of our republic. It requires comment. The typical CT approach, Christian Today approach, is to stay above the fray and allow Christians with different political convictions to make their arguments in the public square, to encourage all to pursue justice according to their convictions and treat their political opposition as charitably as possible. Okay. It's, it's, it's a nice thing to say. I don't but think they live happen. up to that very often. No. <laughs> we want CT to be a place that welcomes Christians from across the political spectrum and reminds everyone that politics is not the end and purpose of our being. We take pride in the fact, for instance, that politics does not dominate our homepage. That said, we do feel it necessary from time to time to make our own opinions on political matters clear. Always, as Graham encouraged us, doing so with both conviction and love. We love and pray for our president as we love and pray for leaders, as well as ordinary citizens, on both sides of the political aisle. Fuck your prayers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a reaction. I'm going to pray for you. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Let's grant this to the president. The Democrats have had it out for him from day one, and therefore nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion. I can see why they I would think like that. Say, but we would also say the same thing about Republicans with sure. Trump. I mean, not Trump, yeah. but uh, uh, Obama. Sure. Yeah. Or if Clinton had been elected instead of Trump. I, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, this has led many to suspect not only motives, but facts in these recent impeachment hearings. And no, Mr. Trump did not have a serious opportunity to offer his side of the story in the House hearings on impeachment. Yes, he which, did. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the points in here that I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. There was like three days waiting to hear back from him being like, hey, we offered this to you. We yeah. offered you and your counsel to come sit down and speak. Yeah. And they declined. Yep. He he did have the opportunity. He declined to exercise he, that opportunity. He declined for him to show up or any of his fucking counsel to show up. Yeah, and actively blocked having people who could yeah. speak on yeah. on what actually happened. So that part's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, story continues and says, but the facts in this instance are unambiguous. The president of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the president's political opponents. That is not only a, viola a violation of the Constitution, more importantly, it is profoundly immoral. I'm glad they can see that through their religious goggles. Mm-hmm. The reason many are not shocked about this is that the president has dumbed down the idea of morality in his administration. <laughs> uh, okay, I like that phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> he has hired and fired a number of people who are now convicted criminals. He himself has admitted to immoral actions in business and his relationship with women, about which he remains proud. His Twitter feed alone, with its habitual string of mischaracterizations, lies, and slanders, is a near-perfect example of a human being who is morally lost and confused. I like that. These are all pretty damning things coming yeah. from an evangelical website. From his prime uh, base of support. Yeah. Well, this is all the stuff we were wondering, where the fuck was this when Fucking his campaign? Three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three years ago when everything was going on. And they actually mentioned some of that in Okay. This. Trump's evangelical supporters appointed to his Supreme Court nominees, his defense of religious liberty, and his stewardship of the economy, among other things, as achievements that justify their support of the president. We believe the impeachment hearings have made it absolutely clear in a way the Mueller investigation did not that President Trump has abused his authority for personal gain and betrayed his constitutional oath. The impeachment hearings have illuminated the president's moral deficiencies for all to see. This damages the institution of the presidency, damages the reputation of our country, and damages both the spirit and the future of our people. None of the president's positives can balance the moral and political danger we face under a leader of such grossly immoral character. I would say one of the more immoral things that I feel he's doing right now, he's using this for, for a monetary gain. He has not divulged mm -hmm. himself from his investments, nor have his kids, and they are all fucking working in the White House. And so, I, I thought one of his sons had actively went overseas to try to bid for fucking hotels and... And working with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, not that long ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, they, they've abused the office of yeah. the presidency for personal gain to an astounding level. Uh, the article continues and says this concern for the character of our national leader is not a, is not new in CT. In 1998, we wrote this. The president's failure. So this is in 1998. Not talking about Donald Trump. No. The president's <laughs> failure to tell the truth, even when cornered, rips at the fabric of the nation. This is not a private affair, for above all, social intercourse is built on a presumption of trust. Trust that the milk your grocer sells you is wholesome and pure. Trust that the money you put in, this is all stuff. So trust that your, the milk your grocer sells you is wholesome and pure. You get that trust in large part because of government agencies and regulation. Yes. That because they, test that stuff yes, for you yes. to help keep you safe. Well, a lot of Republicans would have us do away with things like that. Yes. 
Trust that your babysitter, oh, sorry, trust that the money you put in your bank can be taken out of the bank. Again, Republicans don't like regulations on banks. Trust that your babysitter, firefighters, clergy, and ambulance drivers will all do their best. We'll try. As long as you are a Christian and or what you would like them to do or their job requires doesn't, you know, doesn't mess up any of their religious beliefs or, or run contrary to any of their religious beliefs. And while politicians are notorious for breaking campaign promises, while in office they have a fundamental obligation to uphold our trust in them and to live by the law. The story says, and this, unsavory dealings and immoral acts by the president and those close to him have rendered this administration morally unable to lead. Unfortunately, the words we applied to Mr. Clinton 20 years ago apply almost perfectly to our current president. Whether Mr. Trump should be removed from office by the Senate or by popular vote next election, that is a matter of prudential judgment. That he should be removed, we believe, is not a matter of partisan loyalties, but loyalty to the creator of the Ten Commandments. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Eh. No. Well, we are on their site. <laughs> to the many evangelicals who continue to support Mr. Trump in spite of his blackened moral record, we might say this. Remember who you are and whom you serve. Consider how your justification of Mr. Trump influences your witness to your Lord and Savior. Consider what an unbelieving world will say if you continue to brush off Mr. Trump's immoral words and behavior in the cause of political expediency. If we don't reverse course now, will anyone take anything we say about justice and righteousness with any seriousness for decades to come? Side note, we're already, <laughs> we're, we already don't really take you very seriously. Yeah. Can we say with a straight face that abortion is a great evil that cannot be tolerated and with the same straight face say that the bent and broken character of our, character of our nation's leader doesn't really matter in the end? Well, I don't agree that abortion is evil. No, I don't either. But We have reserved judgment on Mr. Trump for years now. Some have criticized us for our reserve. But when it comes to condemning the behavior of another, patient charity must come first. So we have done our best to give evangelical Trump supporters their due to try to understand their point of view, to see the prudential nature of so many political decisions they have made regarding Mr. Trump. To use an old cliche, it's time to call a spade a spade, to say that no matter how many hands we win in this political poker game, we are playing with a stacked deck of gross immorality and ethical incompetence. They're playing with nudie cards. And just when we think it's time to push all our chips to the center of the table, that's when the whole game will come crashing down. It will crash down on the reputation of evangelical religion and on the world's understanding of the gospel. And it will come crashing down on a nation of men and women whose welfare is also our concern. Yeah. So I read that and during reading it initially earlier today, just mentally thought I might have even said out loud, wow, a couple of times because this was wholly unexpected. Yeah. And that comes from the chief editor of the fucking magazine or, or yeah. newspaper. Or... It's both. It's, it's, it's not a newspaper. It's a magazine. Okay. But I was gobsmacked at this, that, that they would take that stand that one of the most popular platforms for Trump's largest base of support would go so far as to not even just say that he should be impeached but that he should be removed from office. Yes. And I kind of figured they would have taken the typical uh, approach. Oh, shit. Uh, we need to shut our mouths. We'd no longer talk about Trump. 
this we never were nice to him and we're not going to say he's evil because we don't want to offend our our writers our our readers yeah i mean in in i, I mean all all respect to them for actually stepping forward and oh, and, yeah. and making this step because this is not going to go over well with their readership no uh, most evangelicals are totally in the bag for Trump. So this <laughs> evangelicals reading, <laughs> that's true. So, well, and maybe that's why they felt more comfortable doing it is because only the more educated yeah, evangelicals exactly. <laughs> probably will be reading this in the first place. Um, but there are probably some hardcore supporters out there that are big grand followers and would read this and maybe be like, maybe I'm swayed. Maybe I should think about this a little more. Yeah. Maybe I should prayerfully reflect, reflect on uh, this, what the president has done and what it means for our country. He's going to stop the aborting of babies, so I'm still <laughs> with him. <laughs> well, I mean, and really, they could make the case that Pence is much, much more religious than oh, Donald yes. Trump. So you might want to get Trump out of there anyway, because Pence would be He's way more, more aligned with on your, those. yeah, he yeah. would be more aligned with your religious beliefs than Donald Trump for sure. I don't, would, do you think he would take up the mantle of the reelection if Trump got, Oh, I think he might try, but I, Pence would not stand a fucking chance of winning. He has against Joe Biden. He might, mm, I don't think so because a, he's implicated in all of Trump's fuckery. Yeah. He's been, He's been a Trump defender throughout all of this and is implicated in Trump's and fuckery. And with the recent allegations, like we saw today, they're looking into him. He has basically no fucking charisma at all. No. I mean, Trump lost the popular vote by three million votes. Pence would be way, 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 way worse. He, there, there's not a chance in hell that Trump would, or that Pence would win an uh, election. Of course, I said that about uh, Donald Trump as well. So. <laughs> But no, I, I am not at all concerned about Pence becoming president or even, you know, if, if Trump is removed and Pence takes the seat as president and runs for reelection, I can't imagine that the Republican Party would be okay with that. I'm sure that they would be fielding candidates to run against him in a primary, not only because He's unlikable, has zero charisma, is backward as fuck on things, has been implicated yeah. in all of this, has been a vocal Trump supporter, doesn't really have much political sense in in knowing how things are run. Not that Trump does either, but he's just he's he's a vice president. That's yeah. that's the level of like he should be happy that he was able to attain that station in life because he's a dope. <laughs> He's, he's not a very bright guy and he's just really fucking backward. And as much as Trump has dragged this country to the right and exposed its ugly underbelly, it's also brought out a bunch more people who are more interested in the political process who would fight back against that yeah. even harder. So I think I, I don't, I'm not worried about a Pence presidency at all. He would be the weakest president we've had since Ford. Weaker than Ford, I think. And that's, I, th I think that was the problem with Hillary. She didn't get out the votes. Yeah. Well, she got out 3 million more than Trump, just not in the right places. Yeah. All right. Well, we have, we have some Mormon news fuckery yeah. to talk about. That was the other big, big story this week. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a minute. 
Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. And then all of a sudden it hit me. I knew who I wanted to be. And I untied myself from that catapult and here I am. Well, that is such a relief. I know, I know. So if you have about 45 minutes, I'd like to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Hi, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Ryan. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Uh, In the last story that we'll be covering this evening, because we're about out of time, so this will be quick, uh, the LDS Church has amassed more than oh. $100 billion. Oh. Fuck ton. That's, that's a lot, a lot of money. That's 100, 1,000 millions. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a lot, a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's so much money, it's incomprehensible. And they have amassed this while lying to their congregation about how much money they take in, where their holdings are, how much they give to charity, and what they do with all of that money. It's fucking despicable. There was a whistleblower who sent a bunch of information that he gleaned while working at Enzyme Property Associates, or what is it called? It's a Enzyme, yeah, Enzyme EPA. Enzyme uh, something. Uh, this comes to us from the Washington Post. Headline says, Mormon Church has misled members on $100 billion tax-exempt investment fund, whistleblower alleges. A former investment manager alleges in a whistleblower complaint to the Internal Revenue Service that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has amassed about $100 billion in accounts intended for charitable purposes according to a copy of the complaint obtained by the Washington Post. The confidential document received by the IRS on November 21st accuses church leaders of misleading members and possibly breaching federal tax rules by stockpiling their surplus donations instead of using them for charitable works. It also accuses church leaders of using the tax-exempt donations to prop up a pair of businesses. Their businesses. Uh Uh-huh. The church did not respond to detailed questions from the post about the complaint and, and said in a statement Monday that it does not discuss specific financial transactions. On Tuesday, after the first version of this story was published, the church says it said it takes seriously its responsibility to care for members' donations. The fuck they do. Claims being currently circulated are based on narrow perspective and limited information, said a statement attributed to the church's first presidency, its top governing body. The church complies with all applicable law governing our donations, investments, taxes, and reserves. And how the fuck would we know that since you don't do any fucking filings? (laughs) The complaint provides a window into the closely held finances of one of the nation's most visible religious organizations based in Salt Lake City. It details a church fortune far exceeding past estimates and encompassing stocks, bonds, and cash. The complaint was filed by David A. Nielsen a 41-year-old Mormon who worked until September as a senior portfolio manager at the church's investment division, a company named Enzyme Peak Advisors, that is based near the church's headquarters. Hmm. So if he helped do their investment stuff for that business, I'm pretty sure his scope wasn't very narrow. 
uh, what? Say well, the Mormon Church said he had a narrow scope, but like he didn't really know what's oh, going yeah. on. He, he doesn't know all of bit. the workings of how we amass and stockpile billions of dollars. No, but he can see all your financial transactions. <laughs> <laughs> Nonprofit organizations, including religious groups, are exempted in the United States from paying taxes on their income. Enzyme is registered with authorities as a supporting organization and integrated auxiliary of the Mormon Church. This permits it to operate as a nonprofit and to make money largely free from U.S. taxes. Yeah. The exemption requires that Enzyme operate exclusively for religious, educational, or other charitable purposes, a condition that Nielsen says the firm has not met. At all. Like no. when he was going through, like they've never done any of that ever then. Like I've been calling the City Creek Mall in Salt Lake the Mormon Mall for fucking ever. And this just kind of concretes that. Oh, like, yeah. 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 It was Mormon nonprofit money to build their for-profit fucking mall. Mm-hmm. I still never stepped foot in it. Oh, really? You've never been to City Creek? Never been to City Creek. I refuse to go there. I've been there twice, I think. I went to the Queen's Tea one day before they... We're no longer around, or not the Queen, maybe. No, it wasn't the Queen's Tea, it was a different tea. Tivana. I went to Tivana okay. there. Okay. My mom really likes tea, so I went in there to get some tea stuff for her. I just remember before they opened, like with their dress code. Tivana, where is that? Uh, was it City Creek? I'm not sure if it's still there. It's been years. This was like the first year it was open. But tea. isn't the Mormon Church against tea? They have a restaurant that serves alcohol there. Yeah. Cheese, the Cheesecake Factory. They'll take your money. Alcohol. There, there are several restaurants there that serve alcohol, which... Fucking hypocrites. But, yeah. but I remember when they said they would, they could kick you out for your dress code. Uh-huh. Like, tat, visible tattoos, or if you were showing cleavage, or if you had something they deemed offensive. Yeah. So I just want to go in there with my satanic t-shirt on and with tattoos showing and a fucking pair of tits hanging on my back. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, just cover all my bases <laughs> in a short dress. <laughs> See if I get kicked out. I think you would, yeah, from anywhere. Skipping ahead in the story a little bit, it says the church typically collects about $7 billion each year in contributions from members. I'm sorry, I'm picturing you with boobs on your back. According to the complaint. Mormons, like members of some other faith groups, I'd like to dance with you, I think, maybe, if that were the case. Because <laughs> you could just hold right on to them. <laughs> like members of some other faith groups are asked to contribute 10% of their income to the church, a practice known as tithing. While but, about $6 billion of that income is used to cover annual operating costs, the remaining $1 billion or so, $1 billion yeah. or so, is transferred to Enzyme, which plows some of that into an investment portfolio to generate returns. Based on internal accounting documents from February 2018, the complaint estimates estimates the portfolio has grown in value from $12 billion in 1997 when Enzyme was formed to about $100 billion today. Now they've got a graph of different uh, corporations yeah. and philanthropic funds that are out there. Um, it's interesting to me that the LDS Church has more than double what the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Harvard University Endowment have combined. Yeah. Combined, and, those two have less money than the LDS Church. And, and like I said earlier, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who is at $46.8 billion, and they didn't use all the money, has gone in and almost successfully wiped out uh, fucking that one disease. Malaria. Malaria yeah. in Africa. 
not just one con or one country in Africa, the entire fucking continent. Yeah, what's sure, the LDS Church doing? Yeah, and I'm sure that they've spent a fuck ton more they, than the LDS Church. Oh yeah, they spend charitable causes. billions on that. Yeah. Well, the whole that 46.8 billion for the Melinda and Gates Foundation mm-hmm. is nothing but their charity arm. Yeah. 100 of that's for charity. Yeah. And when I watched that documentary with them, and he's they're like, it's probably gonna cost us another like 12 million for this thing in Africa. It's like, well, we got to do it. Like, we can't stop. Like, this is our goal. I don't fucking care how much it's going to cost. We need to do this. Well, and when you have that much money, what the fuck are you going to do with it? Yeah. When, so some of the defenses that the LDS church has tried to put up in order to make this more palatable for its members, you know, the the vast sums mm-hmm. of money that it, that it has acquired, is that they're saving this for Jesus's this, return, this, for the second coming of yeah. Christ, and or Armageddon. And... When I read that, my first thought was, why the fuck would Jesus need money? Yeah. Well, you know, cash is very useful. I mean, especially when it's in a digital format. Mm-hmm. When Armageddon comes, uh, you're still going to be able to use your ATM and, <laughs> and access your uh, bank account online to uh, retrieve these funds. And oh yeah, the stock market is still going to be working just fine. So you can retrieve all your money from the stock market and no, it's not going to do shit. Well, but I mean, seriously, how, how can they offer that as a defense for this gross abuse of its own membership and to try to hide their misdeeds or, or make it more palatable for its but members wait, wait, to say that they're saving it for when Jesus comes back. What the fuck is Jesus going it's, to do with a hundred billion dollars? Why would he t- need a hundred billion dollars? I'll tell you what's going to happen here. A hundred billion dollars in ones. That's a big stack of firewood. Or he could go to every stripper bar across the country and just make it rain. Or... You just snap his fingers and there's your fire. <laughs> yeah. The son of God will need American we'll, currency. See, you'll need a hundred billion dollars to accomplish complete the second here? coming. I don't the know. The guy that can walk on water, make, you know, tons of bread and fishes, turn water into wine, perform all kinds of fucking miracles, heal well, people. He needs money. Yeah, real estate is getting expensive. Jesus is going <laughs> to need a fly ass house and a hundred billion should get him one. <laughs> He'll be on cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the same con it's always been since Joseph Smith. Yeah. yeah. Trying to bilk money. Jesus will have a G6 in every city. <laughs> you know, it'll be a Jesus six. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Six, six. Yeah. yeah. That's just, it's fucking disgusting <laughs> to me that the church oh. has amassed that amount of wealth from people who routinely make the decision to pay their tithing instead of buying groceries, paying yeah. their rent, paying their utilities. And they're encouraged yeah. to do that. Yeah. They're yeah. encouraged to spend their last yeah, money on from, tithing. From the pulpit, they yep. stress over and over and over again that tithing is the most important investment in your eternal salvation. Yeah. So if, if, I feel bad for people that are like, well, the church is doing what they can to help me. No, motherfucker. No, you not gave at how all. much money to them and they have a hundred fucking billion dollars sitting there? If they have this system set up for you, they should pay for your fucking house. The the interest that they earn on this money alone yeah, is now is more than they take in in tithing and more than enough. Just the interest on this money is more than enough to, to pay cover, all of their yeah. operating costs. Yeah. For and the, they for continue life. amassing more and more wealth. And and that other video that we just watched before this, they just raised the amount of money per month a fucking missionary has to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 
Bullshit. Even when Fucking I was in bullshit. the church, I didn't understand why missionaries had to pay to go out and do missionary work for the church. Yeah. Like families pay to send their young adult children out into the world as missionaries. They pay on top of their tithing. They pay to have these missionaries out in the field. The church doesn't pay for the missionaries. The families pay monthly to have these missionaries out in the field. I've, I've never heard a Christian say, fuck, I can't afford to go to Africa to build that new church. No, because they aren't paying for it. The church pays for it, which I'm not saying good for you Catholics, but at least they aren't making <laughs> their members be like, Hey guys, we got this new church we got to build. We need you guys to funnel like, I don't know, a hundred thousand together. Well, it's a, it's a great way to make people that much more loyal to your church. When you're that heavily invested, not oh, just yeah. emotionally, but the, financially yeah. in a church, it makes it that much harder to extract yourself from it because there is inevitably a lot of shame associated with Like, I wasted how much money? Yeah, I wasted how much time and money into a church that is bullshit. It's, it's an embarrassing thing to face. I hear it from people all the time just, about how much money and time they invested in this church. And that because of that, it made it harder for them to want to get out because it's that, it's that the, the sunk cost fallacy, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, well, I've already put so much into us. I might as well just see it through, or I might as well just keep throwing more money at it because I've spent so much of this already. Well, then it's also maybe one day it'll pay off. Kind of like how con artists get away with shit because the people that got conned are too fucking embarrassed to say I fell for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people don't like to be embarrassed. They don't like to admit what they're wrong. I like to admit when I'm wrong because it means that I've learned something. I've grown. I've I've developed more. I've become a better person in mm -hmm. some even tiny little way that I'm less wrong than I was before I was correct. Yeah. So. Please, audience, if we say something wrong, let us know. I, I am all about, if we get facts wrong, please let me know, because if you can correct me, then I'm less wrong, and I won't be, I won't continue being as wrong as I was the day before. So please, yeah, let us know if we've, if we get anything wrong in any of our shows. I love hearing comments from our, from our listening audience when we do get something wrong. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was dead set that aliens were fucking real. Yeah. I don't believe that now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I I would imagine that there's alien life in the universe. Oh no, I was I was talking gray aliens, fucking Area Fifty One. I used to love that shit too. Project uh, Project Blue Book shit. Yeah, I was I was all into that shit when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. The was it Lee Strobel, the the guy who wrote the book about being abducted, or am I getting him confused with the guy who wrote the Case for Christ? Yeah, the Case oh, for Christ okay. is Lee Lee Strobel. What's the alien abduction the one? Fire in the sky, dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that guy's name is Strobel, right? Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up on the Googles, but I'll yeah. do that later. Fire in the sky. They made a movie. Yeah, they made a movie about him. Yeah. The guy that I've never even heard that. Title. Haven't, it's actually not a bad movie. Yeah, I read well the book. Done. I read the book yeah. before the movie ever came. Well, out. good for you. Because I was yeah. I was all into <laughs> aliens too, man. <laughs> Always liked space and yeah. aliens and yeah, I, sounds fuck, cool, dude. When I was younger, I was racist. I was sexist. <laughs> I was fucking all into alien shit, Bigfoot shit, Loch Ness, like all of that stuff. Wow. All of it. I, I loved all that stuff. I, Not I, the, I didn't love the racism. Yeah, I'm like, you might want to <laughs> you might, might want to calm that. down there, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I too was into aliens, but I wasn't into the misogyny and the racism. Well, it wasn't, I, I didn't like 
join racist groups or anything, but I definitely had a lot of racist thoughts and beliefs about the world. You would have worn a mega hat as a kid, you're saying. Probably. Fuck, Dan. Yeah. But I learned more facts, and people would correct me when I got something wrong. I became a better person because of it. You got the internet. That was part. That was much later in life, oh, but okay. yeah, I I think a lot of it was having good teachers. Yeah, good teachers in school. A friend willing to say like your Dan, Nick, that's fucking stupid. Your Nixon apologist teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was earlier, and then later having better teachers explain things to me. In a good way? It, yeah, in a more in a more factual way. Like like telling me what actually happened instead of being a Nixon apologist. Like saying, Dan, women are human too. Yeah. They're not there to be used. Yeah, one of the things no. I've learned over the years is to watch very carefully for what types of language people use. Mm. I'm not and I'm not talking about cursing or anything. It's it's the way that they try to spin things with subtle verbal cues or or written cues. The the words that they use are very impactful in the stories they're the they're subtle conveying. Things. You can pick up their biases, you can pick up on the narrative that they're trying to promote. If you I mean Fox News presents a lot of facts, but they also Absolutely. put their own emotionally charged spin on everything yeah. and pump everything with as much fear of the other as they can into almost every fucking story that they publish. And it's one of the reasons why I still go to the Fox news website every day, why I watch Fox news Sunday mornings, why I watch them occasionally throughout the week, because I want to know what they're saying about things and how they're phrasing it to know how they are poisoning the minds of so many people. Well, did you see that someone from Fox News Business got caught in the courthouse with a fucking crack pipe the other day? No. Yeah. Who did, you know? I can't was, apparently he was fired from CNN, uh. then Fox Business hired him, and he was at a courthouse for something, and his story was, uh... I don't know where that came from. Well, I found it on the street. He admitted he turning to it into the having authorities. it. His story was, <laughs> which didn't sound any better than what the courthouse said that his story was yeah i had a crack pipe hidden in my sock they saw the bulge they found it where the courthouse is like no it straight up fell out his fucking pocket <laughs> like he literally dropped a crack pipe on the ground well and <laughs> in front of us so why would putting it in his sock make, make it, it any better i don't know i no, it so, wasn't. It wasn't just concealed casually in my pocket. pocket. I actively you, you tried, tried to, to hide, hide it in, in my, my sock. sock. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds worse. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But so I, I pay attention to a ton of different news outlets, and I try to get a good mix of right wing bullshit in there, just so that I know, like I said, how they're promoting the narratives that they're trying to spin, because. I can read something on Fox and walk away knowing some of the facts, but they taint it. It's it's painted with a bullshit brush that leads you to different conclusions than what the simple facts alone provide. Yeah. Like and of course, I watch out for that on the left, too, and I see that way too often. Like when they say, our, our economy is doing phenomenal, it's like the stock market's doing good, mm. but we've also got another trillion dollars in the deficit. Yeah, well, in so... pre-show, pre-show when we were talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics. And Matt yeah. said, Matt, what was the comment you made about the average human has one testicle? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which or one ovary, which is statistically accurate, but yeah. it gives you the wrong impression about 
yeah. humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what Fox News does a lot. I also see it on the left. I'm not, I'm not saying the left is blameless here, but I see it much, much more coming from the right. But that'll wrap things up for us this evening. Um, I want to make sure that we wish all of our listeners a very, very happy holiday season. Um, because we won't be doing a show next week. Well, next week is, is that week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also it's, the week in which people will be listening to this episode. So yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. No, it is this week. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever holiday happy you Saturnalia. celebrate. Merry Giftmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, happy Festivus. For the rest of us. <laughs> I hope you all have a good time with friends and family uh, or by yourself if that's your preference. But yeah. I hope you're happy, all safe and happy and healthy. Happy Garage Woodworking Day because no one else will be calling you to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy some time off work if you're one of the lucky people who doesn't have to work during the holidays or can take some vacation time. Um, I just, I hope, I hope the best for all of you and for all of us and for you guys, like yeah. everybody. I just, I hope everybody, it just has a great year ahead because this year has been dog shit. <laughs> Largely. Uh, there have been some highlights mm-hmm, yeah. for sure, but overall it's been a pretty terrible year. You had a good golf year. I did have a pretty decent golf year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one of yeah. the highlights. Yeah. I, I, I've been looking at new golf gear. I was looking at new Ooh. golf gear earlier today that I'm put on my wish list that I'm excited about maybe getting, but oh, I've already put a bigger lathe on my work, my wish list. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to use larger pieces of wood. I need bigger wood. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening before we go. I want to make sure that I thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going and commercial free for all of you out there. So you should be happy as well. That would be Alan Firth, Christy Kalbach, Atheist, Stephen Andrus, uh, 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 Latamika Feffi, Two Skeptical Chaps, <laughs> Vanessa, Don't Be a Richard, Nico Gonzalez, Ollie Olson, Utah Outcast, Wesley Aaron, Andrew Vodapich, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Megan Kennedy, Bobby Digital, Freethinker215, and Groundskeeper Willie Support Humanists International, Megan Mitchell. Janet Uter, Savita Kuna, Taylor Grin, Purple Dragon, Captain Samples, and Corey Ebert. Thank you all very much for your contributions. I really appreciate it. Uh, This is the, no, next week I will be charging also, but this is last month that we will be sending all of our Patreon proceeds over to Brandy. I heard from her a couple days ago. Me too. Yeah. Hope she's doing better. I think she was maybe a little lonely in the hospital. She said that it was her third visit to the emergency room in four days. But she she made it sound like the treatments were working as far as the, the growth. Yeah, she said that her cancer treatments have been having some effect in slowing or shrinking, uh, keeping the cancer at bay. Which is But positive. that her pain had yeah. gotten way, way out of control. So they were putting her on a new pain regimen that hopefully will help uh, get her so that she's not in so much pain all the time. And so, so we hope if you're listening to this right now, Brandy, that you're having uh, a good week. Yes. That you've had a good week, that you're feeling not better. in the hospital right yeah. now. You're feeling better and looking forward to enjoying the holidays. Um, I think that's it. Other than to say that, like I said, next week I'll be releasing the audio of the call with my father for Patreon supporters and for any of you out there who have contributed directly to Brandy and Sam's GoFundMe campaign. Send us a email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com 
with proof of your donation to them, and I will send you a link to the audio if you so desire. And so until at least two weeks from now. (laughs) (laughs) Crucify people who prey upon people who pray. Leave a review and get your Jesus 666 aircraft. (laughs) (laughs) And rate the show five times a day toward Nixon apologists. (laughs) You just sucked that snail trail up like you knew what you were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it the first rodeo? (laughs)